Hey, it's Susan from Unstoppable Women in Business, and I've got a really interesting podcast episode for you today. One of the things that I try to teach my clients is that there's a lot of things you have to do to promote your business. Like there's so many places that you can go, things that you can do, different formats that you can use. The secret behind doing all of these things and not losing your mind sometimes is in making certain that you repurpose or do cross-platform type of usage when you do create a really good piece of content. And that's what you're going to experience today. If you haven't noticed on my social media or in other places where I do um, post, I've started something called a LinkedIn Live show once a week on Wednesdays at noon. The name of the show is Women Running Funnels. And I'm not telling I'm not kidding you. It is a fun show where I dive into every aspect of what it takes to move a client or a prospective client from becoming aware of you through the relationship building aspect and then right through to commitment. So everything, whether it be technology, um, social media. I mean, I'm not kidding you. It's everything. So I would love it if you would be able to join me on that show. It'll be crossed uh, posted to LinkedIn, Facebook, you can find it everywhere. Well, here's another opportunity for me. The show that I did today was really good. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to take the audio from that LinkedIn show and make a podcast out of it. Because I do appreciate the fact that some people really enjoy the on the go effect of listening to a um, audio podcast, even though others prefer to sit and watch video, right? So why not take a great piece of content and make it available everywhere? So I hope you enjoy this show today. It is one of my burning passions and why I'm in business as Unstoppable Women in Business, because I need to literally stop hearing people say, I hate sales. Not only do I need it, your business needs it. So enjoy this podcast, take it in, join me on LinkedIn Live show once a week, Wednesdays at noon to hear more good stuff and reach out to me if there's anything that I can do to support you and your success. As a matter of fact, one of the things I'm talking about today is the book that I wrote. Oh, shoot, I'm in sales. It is available on Amazon, all the popular platforms, but I would encourage you to go to unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com to the book page, because I've got some really cool free gifts for you. If you order the book, you're eligible for a couple of really cool gifts that I have. Go ahead, do yourself a favor, buy the book. If you resonate with what I'm saying in this podcast episode, it will do a world of good for you and the relationship you have with sales. Thanks so much. Enjoy. And I'll talk to you again soon. Here's the show. Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business? while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, 
you're going to be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Hello and welcome to Unstoppable Women in Business, where we are live today. If the technology gods are in my favor across all of my platforms, we are live in LinkedIn because this is a LinkedIn live show and we are live on Facebook as well as YouTube. So whatever your platform of choice is, I want to welcome you to Women Running Funnels. This is Susan from Unstoppable Women in Business. And I am happy to be here with you today because this subject we are talking about today is one of my very favorites. Let's do a really quick refresher regarding what I'm talking about when I say women running funnels. If you think about you're an online business owner, there are three main ways that are areas that you need to nurture your buyer through the beginning phase, which is awareness. What's happening? Are you able to attract um, people's attention, help them get aware of why, who you are and why it's important to you? And then move them forward into building a relationship, understanding why and how um, you can be the person that can help them get what they want the most, whatever problem they're trying to solve. And then finally, are you also the person in that last stage that they will commit to? Have you built their trust? Do they believe that you are that person and that they're willing to make a commitment to work with you? So those three main buckets, that's what I call a funnel. It is moving people through what's called the buyer's journey and helping them make a decision to go and do business with you rather than someone else or doing nothing at all. So when you think about this whole funnel prospect, that is sales every aspect within there from getting out there and meeting people through getting a commitment from someone is definitely considered selling. And so it can be challenging and it can be a little scary sometimes, but here's the thing that's important to remember. You're the one who's in control of the selling process. And so today we're here to talk about what it is you have control over. So I wanted to approach this subject from a way that would really make sense for everybody. The topic is you've got to stop saying, I hate sales. Literally the health of your business depends on it because if you're not selling, there's no money coming in, right? You gotta, I mean, you really have to, it comes down to that perspective is like, I'm not selling who is selling you may be lucky enough to have a team working under you but even even in that regards you have to continue to nurture them in a way that they can represent your business so I wanted to talk about it from this perspective as a matter of fact um, what came to mind for me is the other day I was spending some time meeting new people in an online networking group that's one of the activities that I do on the front end of my funnel to get known to raise awareness about who I am and what I do. I think online networking has made it so easy for us all to break out of uh, regional boundaries and be able to just get anywhere we want in the world and meet people and get connected to them. So we were in this particular networking group, we we're all connected on Zoom and each of us had a minute or so that we could talk about what we do, who we serve and what makes us unique. 
In this particular networking group, there were about 12 people in the virtual room. And I am sure you've had this experience. It, we were in a Zoom room and it felt like the Brady Bunch, you know what I mean? With Like there were 12 talking heads in these little squares and you could look down, you could look over. <laughs> Just like if I'm age, dating myself, the Brady Bunch, uh, I think comes to mind for everybody when you think about a Zoom room. And anyways, I had, um, I had settled into this room, really looking forward to meeting a few new people and talking. And then when it was my turn, I opened up my introduction with a heartfelt statement that, I mean, I say almost every time I'm in a networking room. It, it's the way for me to, to really help people understand exactly what I do and why I do it. And so it goes, it goes something like this. Hi, my name is Susan Trumpler. I'm the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business, and I have been put on this earth to stomp out the phrase, I hate sales, from every woman business owner's lexicon. I mean, really, if you're a small business owner, it's just essential that you make friends with sales, because without sales, your business doesn't make money. And without money, you don't actually have a business. So it's not a question of whether or not you like sales. The question is, how are you gonna make friends? How are you gonna make sales your BFF? Now, that is my standard introduction. And each time I use that to describe what I do, I, I see people's heads nodding and, you know, they're, I see people smiling and I even get random comments about, oh, you know, I can totally relate to the mission you're on because I hate sales. It makes me feel sleazy. It makes me feel pushy. I mean, I get all kinds of comments like that all the time. And it just makes my heart sick because I'm not kidding you. That is, you've, I hate to make imperative statements, but I'm going to say it. you've got to stop thinking that way. If that, if those phrases go through your mind, your mind is going to, you're programming it to hate sales and that anytime you go to do something in sales, your mind will tell you, stop, don't do that. It's not safe. You hate that. You don't want to do that, right? So part of the mission that I'm on is to help people understand, you know, what you say aloud and what you say to yourself can become your reality. And if it is something like the fact that you're not enjoying sales or that you're intimidated by sales, that will exacerbate the problem. All right. So today I want to talk about three tips that I can give you on how you can change that kind of sales mindset. Let's do a reset on it and think about it in a different way. And I'm going to share with you first, before we go to the tips, I want to share with you, like, where did this come from? Why, why do people hate sales so much. I mean, when it comes down to it, no one wants to be sold. It feels horrible when you are in a situation where someone is pushing something at you. And so I can understand that there are experiences you go through where you feel like you're being sold and it feels uncomfortable. But when you think about that, that is the underpinning that drives your universal fear and distaste for having to be the someone who does sell. You see how they go together? You don't want to be sold, so you don't want to sell. And you're like, yeah, right, Susan, I get it. I, I get that part. But the question is, like, how, where did this mindset come from? Like, when did you start not wanting someone to tell you what they wanted to sell to you? So I'm going to, I'm going to, 
say that if you think about it logically, and we'll go through this super quickly, there's two places where this becomes an ingrained pattern in our mind around the perspective we have on sales. Okay, so the first, the first, I won't say culprit, but the first input that you may have gotten could have come from the environment that you grew up in. All right, your parents, whomever was your influencer when you were young and their perspective about sales. So I'm going to give you a positive example first. My, my husband's father was in sales his whole life. He is an amazing man. He's kind, he's gentle, he was always respectful and very professional in how he approached his work. And he was very successful in his career. He had loyal customers who knew they could rely on him to take care of them. He never once, I'm certain, he never once pushed or was sleazy in the way that he sold. And so his family, and even me by extension, um, there's just no surprise that several of his children after living with this sales role model, went on to become sellers. Their environment, my environment, caused me to think about people in sales in a way that I saw them as very, like, upstanding and people I emulate, I would love to emulate. Now, on the other hand, there are some of you who may have had parents who are very vocal about their disdain for sales and pass that perspective on to you. And when you hear a message over and over, it actually begins to create a groove or a pathway in your brain. As that pathway is being formed in your mind, it becomes a subconscious belief that you hold on to pretty tightly. As I mentioned earlier, your brain is, is like protecting you from this belief because if you say it, it must be true as far as your primitive brain is concerned and it's going to protect you. So this will form the filter that you have about the people who sell, including you. Now, the second source that I mentioned comes of your, your sales mindset, comes from buying experiences we ourselves have had when we've been out there buying. So we have, everyone's been in situations where you felt that people were just pushing a little too, too much. They were, you know, kind of walk into any retail store and if a saleswoman comes dashing at you, you're like, whoa, <laughs> party foul, <laughs> back up. I just want to glance around here, please, right? So that's one example. But I also think about the quintessential pushy salesperson um, metaphor of when you go to buy a car. You know, I mean, who hasn't had that sales experience or buying experience where you know, it wasn't really all that pleasant. In a lot of cases, and, and, it, and I'm sure it's changing, but, um, you know, I remember many times sitting in a little cubicle on the showroom floor full of trepidation because I have fallen in love with a hot little ride. And I'm sitting there by myself. The salesperson is in the manager's office. I'll put that in quotes negotiating on my behalf, right? What a joke. I know they're back there yucking it up, wasting a little bit of time because they know exactly what they're going to come out and put under my nose. Um, and it's not a deal that's going to really be all that great for me, but they know that making me sit there and kind of stew in my own desire for that vehicle is going to help them be able to put the, put kind of the, you know, urgency factor into the situation and make it more likely that I'll accept their offer 
without leaving, right? You have to make a de that decision today. <laughs> anyways, so anyways, if you've been through enough situations like that, of course you're going to find sales distasteful. Of course you're going to feel like someone who sells has to be, has to be pushy and sleazy. Once you had enough of these sales transactions, you know, it can naturally lead to yourself saying, I never want to be that person. Mm -mm. No sales for me. But I'm here to tell you that it just does not have to be that way. I am also certain that if you think about something that you've purchased in the past from someone who is really a wonderful salesperson, you can find examples of how it can feel very genuine and authentic and be something that you buy that you say, wow, I am so glad that they let me know that this was available. This has changed my life. I can think of a hundred things I've bought that I feel that way about. So that's, that's what I'm thinking of when I say to you that it is your mind that is telling you you don't like sales and you're choosing to go down that pathway even though there are other ways you can think about it that don't leave you feeling like you want to avoid, procrastinate, and, and like do things that, that don't grow your business. All right, so let's get into the three tips. I want you to have in your back pocket ways that you can think about making sales your new BFF or at least being friendlier with the concept of promoting your business and selling the value of what you offer. Okay, so the first thing I want to say, and I think this is an untenable recommendation, I don't believe that you can sell in an authentic way without this first tip being true. All right, so the best antidote to feeling awkward and uncomfortable about selling your product or program is to have an unwavering passion for what it is you're selling. I talk with this all of the time about the women that I coach or with the women that I coach and about the programs they're creating. And as we're, you know, kind of forming these programs and forming the pricing for the program, I am always asking, test yourself. Do you love what you're offering? Do you want to shout from the top of the rooftop how excited you are about what it is you're providing, the value that it, it it provides to the clients and the absolute value that the price point is for your clients. You have to feel that in your heart and soul in order for you to show up and be excited to talk about, promote, get commitment, you know, anything that you're doing in the sales arena around your offers comes from that passion. The more you have a deep-seated belief that what you offer is a perfect fit for the person you're offering it to, the more likely you're going to be able to invite someone into purchasing it without any mind drama. The passion will make your conversation authentic and natural. So the first tip I have for you is do not sell anything to anyone unless you know that they are a perfect fit for your offering. So it's a two-sided picture, guys. You have to love your product. You have to feel confident that you can deliver it at a high level of quality and that you feel good about the price. But you also need to do the work to under, to, that's necessary 
to understand your buyer's specific needs. And then connect the dots on how what they're purchasing from you will solve a problem that they know they want to solve. So that is, I think without having that, that fit, that passion and fit, it is really hard for you to be able to approach someone from a clean selling perspective. And that's what you're looking for. All right. So the next tip that I want to talk about really quickly is that this is something that's going to have you looking at sales in just a completely different way. I want to talk about something called a value bank. All right. So if you think about the good old fashioned piggy bank, when you were a kid or maybe even a bank account, um, you think about making deposits into an account. You make deposits, you make deposits, you make deposits. And eventually you've got this pot of money or pot of value that has been built up that you can withdraw from. I want you to think about that as a value bank you're putting out into the world. And that each time you create some thought leadership, each time you put something out into the world that you don't charge for, you are adding to your value bank. Every time you send someone a message and you say, hey, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to share this thought with you, this idea, this resource, but you're not asking them to buy. You are sharing value without asking for anything in return. What you're doing is adding to your value bank. And what's happening is more and more people are becoming aware of who you are, what you offer. They see what kind of a quality person you are. They're understanding your thought leadership and they're impressed with how generous you are. Every act you take of that, adding to the value bank, will come back to you in currency. Every, every deposit you make in your value bank will come back to people willing to deposit dollars into your bank account. I can guarantee you this. Now, it may not come from the same source. I may add value, add value, add value to someone who never turns around and buys from me. But I also may get someone a new client and I, I have no idea how they found out about me or what how they knew about me. I just know that out there in the ether, I am putting out so much value that eventually it will draw in the people that I know are perfect for what I offer. So when you think about it, the second tip I'm offering you right here is become a thought leader in your industry. Give generously in ways that help people understand your unique perspective on how to solve problems that they're desperate to be relieved of. Sales is going to come naturally to you once you win the hearts and minds of your ideal clients. Value exchanges are the key. They really are. All right. Okay, let's go into the final tip that I want to explore with you. And in some ways, the one that I believe you have the most control over on a day-to-day -day basis and can make the biggest difference. Yet it also can be the one that's a little bit hard to overcome. All right, so your best chance to become completely confident and comfortable selling your products and programs starts with an intentional reset of your sales mindset. And here's what I mean by that. As I mentioned earlier, your sales mindset did not develop overnight. It took a long time, whether it was your environment or your experiences, 
it took quite a while for you to form your perspective on sales. And it, it took a while to form. I'll tell you right now, it's going to take a little while to change. And one of the reasons um, for that is that you do have two parts of your brain. One is a primitive brain that acts on uh, instinct. It's very quick and it's there to protect you protect you from harm, and also find ways for you to be happy. That primitive part of your brain is the one that shoots you the darts. They shoot the messages, oh, don't do that. That you, They might reject you. They might think you're pushy. They might think you're, right? It's the one that's always protecting you from the, what they perceive or it perceives as harmful for you. Now, there's this logical part of your brain, the neocortex, that is processing information, and logically it knows that hey, if somebody says no, it's no big deal. It's not a personal um, attack. It is just a not a fit for that person, right? So there's always this conflict going on between your primitive brain and your logical brain. That will never change. No matter how much work you do on knowing and understanding what's going on in there, the primitive brain will always be there to take care of you, which will create opportunities for you to focus a bit on your reset of that mindset that's happening in the moment okay so resetting a mindset that has taken up space in your mind for a long time takes this intentional effort and practice but so worth it listen your very business is at stake if you're not able to shift this mindset and i'm going to give you an example of that when i was in corporate sales leading sales teams i the, everyone got the same training Everyone got the same opportunity, uh, territory, right? So they had the same number of accounts, the value of the accounts. They all got a quota. Everyone on the team had an equal opportunity for success. Some people were extraordinarily successful. Some people tapped out. They couldn't do it. And I'm here to tell you, I need you to trust me on this one. It's not the skills and the processes that they couldn't get good at. It's the way they thought about selling that they could not get over. They didn't do the work in order to keep their mindset clean and recognize when that primitive brain was pushing information at it that really was not, um, wasn't serving them at all. But it was the ones that really looked at sales from a very clean mindset became good at what they did, had great processes in place. If you have those three pieces, oh, you can't stop. You're unstoppable. <laughs> All right. So tip number three is never let a thought that you have about sales move through your mind without it being questioned. Okay. And I know this, and this is why it takes time, but because I know this is, it'll, hard to do when you have a million things that you're trying to get done. But when you notice that there's a negative thought about moving forward with any particular sales activity, I really would love for you to ask yourself if that thought is going to help you reach your goals or if it's going to hold you back. And then just take a moment to question, which part of my brain is this coming from? Is this thought coming from the, from the, primitive part of my brain that really, really wants to take care of me, but is misguided in so many ways? Or is it coming from the logical brain? And so if you can just do that, if you can just pause when you get that 
yucky feeling when you're thinking a thought and you're like, whoa, wait a second, where is this coming from? Use that litmus test and ask yourself that question and then know, here's the important part, know that you have a choice on how you think about sales. Can you choose to question the lies that the primitive brain is feeding you and find a different way to think about it, which will lead to a way different feeling and allow you to act bold and confident in moving forward with your selling. This is, I know that you know, I only have a few minutes with you in order to share what, what my thoughts are around sales and funnels and everything, but I have to say that this third tip is something that can make a world of difference in the success of your business from, from a viability standpoint. So it is a very serious, uh, it's kind of a serious way to think about it. I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, but come on. Um, let me help you. If you have, listen, if you need any help at all with making sales your BFF or, or just just trying to make make friends with it, just know that I'm here to support you. You can reach out to me at Susan at unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com. Listen, don't be a stranger. Reach out, connect with me. Oh, there's one other thing. Um, I did write a book on this topic. <laughs> it's, oh shit, I'm in sales. How to make sales your BFF. And there's a process in this book that actually helps you with tip number three it literally gives you a five-step process on how you can work through how you're thinking, how it's making you feel, how you choose to think differently, and how you can then be more successful in each activity that you're doing to promote your business. I hope this was useful. Please reach out to me if there's anything that I can do to support your success. If you are interested in being a guest, I'm going to start Within the next week or so, we're going to have guests coming on with me every other week and um, giving their perspective about any area of the funnel, whether it be from visibility, through deepening relationships, through getting commitments. Um, if you are helping someone run funnels or if you yourself run funnels, I would love to have you on as a guest on the show so that people don't always have to be just listening to me. All right, have an awesome day today, and I will talk to you again very soon. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey there, lady. What are you doing? We need to get to know each other better. Come on over and visit me at www.unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and check it out. I've got so much good stuff over there for you, and I would love to get to know you better. So come on. Come on over. Let's hang out.